Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and today's episode is perfectly marvelous, uh. Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> Let's just take a minute to pause and look at the clods in the sky. Oh, pause. <laughs> Clogs. Kevin, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> We're feline good. It's catastrophic. We might even whisker away. Ooh. So we're climbing that mountain to say <laughs> Hamlet's favorite lines, tabby or not tabby, that is the caption. <laughs> Joining us today are the usual fancy feast kitten caboodles who freak me out, yep. including... <laughs> Kevin, hashtag catitude, Jager. Yes! Catitude. <laughs> this is my favorite intro ever. Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Can I be like the cat sitter or something? The breeder. Oh, whoa. Just because I'm married. No, I, oh, I don't know. Uh, and with us today is a guest who you've seen touring the country or killing it at one of our favorite regional theaters, Paper Mill Playhouse, in shows like Can Can and Summer Brides to Summer Brothers. Now, she, now she, AKA, Her eyes twitching. AKA Stockholm Syndrome the Musical. Now she's making her Broadway debut, or as I like to call it, her BYD, in Cats as the infamous Janene Dots. Janene Dots. Let's give a big Broadway-said welcome to friend of the show. Friend, friend of, of the, the show. show. That was so good, guys. How we did it yeah, together. That was a nice little value. Sarah Jenkins. Hey. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, so we love our cats, so we're so excited to have you Cheers. here. Cheers. Cheers. I'm Cheers. allergic to cats. Me too. <laughs> I, I took my Claritin before uh, having you here today. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So we're good. Yeah. Didn't want my eyes to well up no. or anything. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, is that so game can, coming back? Oh my god, that's the best part. What is that movie? Uh, Super Troopers? I've never seen it. <sighs> You've never seen Super Troopers? So every time we say cats, someone has to meow. Yep. Meow. <laughs> Was that a meow? <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Sarah uh, on social media at Sarah M. Jenkins. Yeah. Um, Twitter. Are you on Instagram? Yes. It's follow my preferred there. social media method. Mm. There's a lot of I puppies. Quit, I quit Facebook a couple years ago. Oh. Just photos. There are a lot of puppies. Yes, I enjoy. <laughs> I mean, because oh. you have a really cute puppy. I have two. They're I do. Both well, I have cute. I have a dog and a puppy. Right, like yeah. the, the little one is yeah. ridiculous. The little one is real cute. Don't tell the older one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you don't listen to podcasts. Am I right? I know. <laughs> I don't know. He's got pretty big ears. You can probably hear it from the, the Upper West Side. Uh, let's start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Tequila. Cheers. We're all doing the Pee Wee Herman dance right now. So here's a little fun fact um, for your listeners, because I, you know, when I'm not on the Broadway, I spend a lot of time bartending. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like tequila because it's the only liquor that's an upper, not a downer. Is that why I'm so much that's fun all the time? It's really it's true. It's actually it's why really true. so much fun. And also, if you... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Tequila gets a really bad rap. I feel like people... It does. People are always like, oh, I can't drink tequila. Sick. Yeah, you know why? Because, because, because you drank 27 yeah. like awful sugary margaritas <laughs> and puked everywhere. It's true. But if you don't have the sugar, like you guys, you can you can drink a surprising amount of tequila and soda and be absolutely fine the next Amen. time. Oh, yes. Mm. I've seen my husband do just that. <laughs> ah, marriage. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah, that's how I knew he was going to propose to me. Great. Drink a whole bottle of tequila and told me so <laughs> <laughs> at least you had morning was your proposal like totally out of the blue like did you not expect it it was so out of the blue it was so out of the blue you didn't even know him I didn't <laughs> I was like no I was like hey who's yeah who's that no I was um I was on tour doing Legally Blonde. Okay. Um, and uh, and we had lived together and stuff, but I mean, we were, you know, we were kids. Like, and I never, it wasn't one of my missions. I've never been somebody who was a little girl and was like, I, one day I will get married. I was like, no, one day I'm going to like, you know, live with somebody and have a great time. So, <laughs> right. yeah. So, um, You're like, I'm going to common law the shit no. out of this. Oh, <laughs> Um, and so, and so I was on tour and I know his, in his mind, he said, he was like, where will she not expect me to go visit? Cause we saw each other every, you know, three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sweet. yeah, I mean, we try, uh, that's, I tell people a lot of time when they're on the road, I'm like, don't go longer than four weeks. Like it gets really, it gets really hard. So he, you know, I was like, come to the cool cities. Yeah. So somebody's going to get offended by this not being a cool city. I know. However, <laughs> I have a good story of why it's not a cool city. So he had been in Chicago and then he was coming to Nashville and he did not expect um, me to think he would surprise me in Pittsburgh. Mm. <laughs> yes. Where I got mugged and engaged in the same week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Which one first? You were robbed of your things and then robbed of your singlehood. I was. I was. <laughs> robbed of my phone and then robbed of my sanity. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I was on for, um, in case you haven't seen me, I'm quite fair-skinned and blonde. And I was Legally. On, le- actually legally blonde. Right. And I was on all week for Pilar. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I was the Pilar cover, you guys. Think, sit and think about that for a minute. Yeah, I was like, no. all right, all right. So he was always like, I'm always coming to see you do Pilar. And I was like, do not come to Pittsburgh. You are not wasting more money. Blah, 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 blah. It was like, we got in a huge fight um, the morning of. And I'm pretty sure that I remember laying in bed in my hotel room. And he was saying, he had like an audition or something. And I remember just laying there and saying, God, you're a f- dick and hanging up on him and then he said in his mind he was like this is awesome I'm flying to Pittsburgh today to propose to him <laughs> <laughs> so Not truly the all. last thing I said to him before he said will you marry me and I said are you sure was <laughs> you're a <laughs> dick and I hung up on him Please tell me you really actually said, are you sure? I literally did. I came <laughs> off stage and he, because I was, I was going to have my own dressing room, you know, so he was like waiting oh. in my dressing room when I came off stage from the show. What he also didn't anticipate is that I would be in black outline lips, giant gold hoop earrings, and a wig cap. So yeah, you're right. most beautiful. Yeah, at my top notch. 
Um, you wanted to propose <laughs> to much. Pilar. Yeah, to actual Pilar. Like, sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and he said I was, you know, he was sitting at my station. Like, the ring was in this, you know, one of our, like, sentimental things. Did you know and he was at the show that night? Or did, like, no, he literally no, surprise you by being backstage? He literally, I walked in my That's dressing room after the show and he was sitting there. Yeah, and you um, said, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, how dare if he did. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, bye. <laughs> bye, Peter. Bye, bye husband. Bye, bye, bye. girlfriend. Um, and, uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, I was wondering if he wanted to marry me. And I said, are you sure? That's sweet. Are you sure? I was like, is well, because that's a sweet moment, but it's also sweet because like you gave him an out. I literally <laughs> did. I was like, is this it, what, what's what's happening? I don't think ever in the history of the "Are you sure?" moment of a proposal, someone's been like, you know what, you're right. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Thank like, you for calling me on that. Yeah. Because yeah, so, uh, I feel like every girl is like, oh, do you mean it? Yeah. Oh, I know, truly. I and thinking about most the girls, it would be like, yes, every dream come true. Did and like, like every girl in your cast freak out? They freaked out. Well, I, I mean, walked. the whole show is about getting That's engaged. That's what yeah. I mean. So you got engaged. I got engaged. And so a couple of the girls, like, who helped get him out and, like, do the whole thing, um, knew. And they started telling people during the show. And I had no idea. I actually thought it was somebody. Like, I got wind of somebody propose. getting proposed to by the very last number of the show. And I thought it was someone else. That's not so that. awesome. You're like, not you're walking good. off stage with your wig cap and your big earrings. You're like, I was like, this is going to be really fun. Had yeah. no idea. It was me. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. so good. Yeah, it was funny. Well, um, another question for you. Yes. What have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? I have it. So, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, so I'm that weird kid that was like 12 years old and obsessed with passion. The musical, like I'm gonna take a drink. <laughs> I was literally the kid that was like singing Fosca's songs about like reading Please books because she's depressed. The when photo I was like of 10 years young old. Kevin on Twitter. Oh yeah, and there's as definitely to this there, now, yeah. And if you see the picture of me on Twitter where it's me <laughs> as like an eight year old kid giving a thumbs up with like the doofiest face ever, I, like that picture is amazing. It's amazing, and that kid was obsessed right with passion. And my parents were like really excited because they're like, it's a highbrow musical, but like. Our kid is weird. Yeah, they're like, he has taste. <laughs> like, he has taste, but like, he's a weird kid. So, <laughs> like, so like, I have been like a Donna Murphy freak forever. And then like, anybody who is like a musical theater fanatic has watched the Sondheim DVD with like the, uh, his birthday concert when they had like the divas in the red dresses. And like, Donna Murphy is one of the big performers in the, of that whole thing. Donna Murphy has been like a big deal for me. Like I like worship the ground this one walks on. And it's really fun for me because my niece and nephew now are obsessed with Donna Murphy, but they don't realize it because they're obsessed with Tangled. So like they oh. sing like the Mother Gothel stuff all the time. And so I got to tell my niece that I saw Mother Gothel live and she was like kind of scared, but kind of excited. <laughs> so, like, so I got to see Hello Dolly. And um, it was Donna Murphy and then everybody else in the cast was on that night. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I had a really brilliant time. I was in the uh, front row of the mezzanine. Nice. And so I had a really great view of everything. Yeah, yeah. And Donna's incredible and she still is giving her like a really incredible performance. And that entire supporting cast was like with her the whole time. Um, I Gavin Creel... Whew, that man opens his mouth and you literally just start melting. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that uh, that uh, Kate Baldwin, Baldwin? Baldwin uh, belted as much as she did. Oh, um, that woman. Because is everything. because so yeah because it, it's like I've never really heard like Irene Malloy sung like that. And it was brilliant. And it's, I mean, when I say belt, she's, she is like her own brand of mixing that is like very brassy, but still a mix. 
but in a really great placement that just like kind of smacks you in the forehead. But like I've never seen Irene Mole done like this because she just has her own unique brand of musicality that she brings to it. Mm-hmm. And I it made it exciting. This the stage was exciting and it was just it was really well put together. It was just a really fun show and the energy of that audience, they're so supportive from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like we get to see a lot of shows and we also get to see a lot of the new shows. And when you go in to see a new show, a lot of times people kind of go in with this, like, well, what is this going to be kind of feel? And you can feel that in the audience. But for like the moment the curtain went up, everyone was like, this is about to be the best night of my life. And you felt that in the room. And I think that the, like the performers felt that. And I really enjoyed watching a show where the performers were having just as much fun as the audience. And so Obviously, Hello Dolly is not hurting for tickets, so I'm sure all of you out there listening have either bought tickets or have gone. But if you haven't, I would definitely recommend going. And if you happen to go to a production or a performance where you find out that it's Donna Murphy instead of Bette Midler, do not be sad because you're about to see one of the greatest performers on Broadway history giving a great role in Broadway history. It's due diligence and really giving something interesting. So... Heck yeah, Donna Murphy. Thanks for tweeting me back. I love oh, you. Yes. You're my favorite. It's also one of the most perfect shows that's ever been written. It really is just like a smart show. It's my show. favorite. Well, it's, I, I don't say Hello, Dolly is a musical. I say it's a play with music. 100%. Because it's the matchmaker, which is why yeah. that book is so good. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever done. I've done it a couple times. And I, I just I love it so much for the book scenes. And I, find, yeah. I feel like it's really rare that you go see a musical and you walk away thinking about the book scenes. I agree. Um, yeah. And the music, don't get me wrong, the music is classic and wonderful and amazing, but I was like, some of that, the, what's written on the page is so good. Kimberly? I had a magical experience in which I left my office, I got on the train all the way home, not all the way home, and I got a text from my friend at work that just said, any chance you want to turn around and come see the play that goes wrong with me for free? Uh, yes. And I said, <laughs> correct, be right there. And, and this was, this was, it was new was, because... Well, I didn't know this at the time, but then we turned around. The um, whole train. The whole. I said, "Excuse me." Yeah. This is a conductor. Children. Um, I turned around. The I, train like, turned on ran. a rake stage. <laughs> Probably fell over. Yeah. <laughs> and crawled its way to midtown. That's how Pretty the MK much. works. It's all in a rake stage. Um. I walked up to the theater, five minutes to curtain, got myself a double white wine. Of course, sat like down, you do. Like you do when the tickets are free. Right. That's what I like yeah. to say. That's how you justify that double. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? You're Make like, I will, sign, I will sign the mortgage for a double, yes. <laughs> a double glass of wine. Yes. Um, we sit down, and the audience is already laughing, and I like purposely didn't really know much of what the show's about, other than you both said it was the funniest thing in the world. My aunt saw it in London and said it was the funniest thing in the world. So you walk in and the audience is already laughing because like the stage or the like the stage hands that are also the actors are like joking around on stage, Mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, into this, Mm -hmm. and we were like had the adrenaline like rushing from our trains that we turned around, and then started laughing hysterically immediately. Did not stop laughing. At intermission, the producer of the show was sitting in front of us, 
No joke, turns around to my friend and goes, can we pay you to come back every night? Your laugh's hilarious, girl. <laughs> and we yes, were like, actually, you can. We were like, yeah, He sounds actually, like a 1920s producer. Hey, girls! <laughs> I got this idea, see? I got a yeah. job. Like he was wearing riding pants and boots. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a very fashionable lady. So make it come back, see? <laughs> exactly. Um, Smoking we, a cigar when you're definitely not out, supposed to smoke a cigar in a oh theater. <laughs> we found out at intermission that the house was so packed. I hope the house is this packed every night. It was the opening night for the American cast. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, flawless. And they're like, yeah, they've had, like, two days of rehearsal on the set. And I was like, how oh, they not die? Yeah. Like, and that's insane because I, I literally the set thought is that. another character yeah. in the show. Yeah. Like, if I, they don't hit their marks, they're dead. Death. Dead. Like, literally dead. Yes. Or if they physically aren't just holding on hard enough. <laughs> death. There's that, a few that, minutes That, that is scary. one of the only experiences on that I've seen as an audience on Broadway where I've honestly thought something was actually going wrong and, like, thus, couldn't... That's the time. Right. Thus but, like, the there were so many moments where I literally would reach... Like, I could grab Brian's arm and just squeeze because I thought that person was going to die. Like, I was like... I that thought, was a oh, really yeah. fun show to like, watch. You thought, I think, like, the yeah, <laughs> last like, 10 minutes, like, we were holding hands. Kevin, <laughs> because we were just like, oh, no, Kevin, oh, no. Kevin gay-gasped his whole way I literally gay-gasped the, gay the yes. entire show. And then, like, the guy that plays the tech director, like, sitting up in his booth, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. half of the show is just, like, watching him react 100%. to what on earth is going on. And he was the best. And what a fun job to, like... You may not have a whole lot of lines... But like you are so centrally featured as oh, like yeah. a almost oh, yeah. like a thermometer for the audience of how to respond. Like that's such a such a fun role to play. Like just yeah. react. Yeah. Like oh that, my God. that would be amazing. What a fun show to be into. I like yes. could you imagine just like this is the most fun I've ever had, but also the most technical technical performance crazy. I've ever given. Because if it's not, I die. I, I actually <laughs> die. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to be real funny and real safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think. What about you? I, I know that you are on the Broadway, yeah. so your schedule is a little complicated, but have you seen anything lately or in the past couple of weeks that you really loved? Not on stage. I just see cats a lot. Like How's actual that? cats, like throughout the city? Mm-hmm. Like they just um, come out no, to you? No, uh, we have a weird schedule. We have Wednesdays off. Do you have like a really specific like two day show ritual in order to get through? Because I mean, you're on a ranked stage, you're dancing your butt off. Like, like what is your period in between shows like? I just cry. Um, um, I'm kidding. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Um, I no, it's great. I uh, so Saturdays and Sundays are a little bit different. So we do have we have we call them seven show weekends because they're not even like five show weekends. Because usually if you do a five show weekend. Here, Friday night, two Saturday, two Sunday. Monday is the day off. Right, and right. But then we don't, don't get do Monday that. day off. Yeah. Um, then we go through to Monday and Tuesday. So by, hey, Tuesday nights, we're a little crazy. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Saturdays are two and eight. So I have enough time to get out of cat face and like go outside and breathe fresh air for an hour before I have to come back. But Sundays are two and seven. So we get there because the warm up for the show is like so crazy too that. Most of the girls at least get there two hours before the show. So if we have a two o'clock show, we all have to be there around noon. And then Is it like a lead warm up? Like by some like the dance captain or like somebody like No, like we do our we all do our own we do our own thing, but it's just like 
it just takes so long and your makeup takes at least, you know, half an hour. Because you're getting ready to do not just like Broadway dancing, but like ballet. And no, like it's, it's tap and like crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. All the dancing you've ever learned how to do. All ever. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Just like it's all, it's all there. And the, then the spaghetti scene's my favorite one. In case. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the meatball number is so good. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so good. You're making your debut. Yes. What was that first night like? The first night was kind of, it was crazy. Do you remember it? Yeah, I do. I I remember a lot of it. I feel like it's also crazy in like my career because I've had, I've literally been hired for three Broadway shows before this and they either haven't transferred or I've been replaced. So Mm. yeah, real talk. So, so, um, I feel like at this point it was like, oh, okay. Okay, so it's it's happening. It's you know finally happening, but yeah. it's it's weird to say it's it's just another show. But a friend of mine who's actually in Saigon, and um, we were riding the train home, and he looked at me and he was like, "I don't know if you're there yet, but is we've done a bunch of shows together." And he was like, "It's kind of crazy when all of a sudden you look around and you're like, oh, this is it's just another show." Mm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is like it's way better and it's awesome and you're doing it and and you get to sleep in your own bed and like all the and like the yeah, technical yeah. elements and everything are so much better. But at the end of the day, you're like, it's totally it's totally another show. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, I wasn't as like out of body as I thought I would be. It was really fun. Did cool. you like Cats as a kid? The musical? Yes. I went through two phases. So when I was a super young kid, I don't know, probably like you know, nine or 10, something like that. I saw the tour. I'm from San Diego and was like, Oh my God, this is what I can do with the dancing and singing lessons that I'm taking. Like it finally made sense to me that I would. And it's so crazy. Cause I've always said that I've, I've looked at the business from such, or our business from such a actual business perspective versus a like, it's my dream to dance on a Broadway stage. I remember being like nine years old and going, all right, so that's how I can turn this into a living. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. so weird, but that's just kind of like how my brain worked. Um, and I was like, great, this is, this is that. Okay, so yeah, I'll focus more on the singing and acting. I've got the dance and dance. You know what I mean? I was like thinking about all this as a kid. And then I saw it again on tour when I was like, I want to say it was probably 19-ish. And I had been working from Southern California. <laughs> so I had like, you know, been working and stuff. And I went back with my younger sister and she turned to me at intermission. And she was like, we're not no. staying. <laughs> And I said, no, absolutely not. And we walked out at intermission. But, so I fully had that journey. Um, but I feel like that's that's like what we've taken away from it is like people running around in like unitards. Um, but I said to, you know, a couple of our friends came to see the show. They've done like, you know, 10 Broadway shows. And they're like, holy crap, this is so hard. Um, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I forget. Like it's it's really hard, but I think... You know, and seeing, no, and I have some of my dearest friends were on like that, you know, tour that mm-hmm. I walked out of with like the non-act <laughs> tour with the blow up set. And you're like, what is happening? But I, um, I said, now I go, I think if you're going to see the show, you want to see it on a Broadway stage with these lights, that. with these costumes and with this caliber of mm-hmm. cast or else if, if you don't have, if like you take away one of those elements, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not, it's not going to oh, work. Yeah. Like it's really the sum of the, it's really the sum of the parts. Um, and Andy did like a great job of updating it. Yeah. I call it Hamilcats. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes you know what I mean? Because it's like you have your like fierce '80s jazz competition, and uh-huh. then out of nowhere, it like is like crazy, like Hamilton, like popping and locking stuff. Yeah. And you go back to '80s like jazz, and it's like, and yeah, yeah, and it's like it's exciting, and people go, "Oh, I didn't remember that." And you're like, "Yeah, it's because it's new." Like my number is <laughs> completely new. Yeah. Right. Which is great. That Janani dot's always getting into trouble. Oh, Janani. <laughs> With so, sporkly tap shoes. <laughs> on this show, I feel like we always talk to people and like celebrate their like big victories. Like like for you, like your your Broadway debut yeah. and things like that. But I think for like a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are like aspiring actors and stuff, like sometimes the little victories and those like little things you celebrate along the way are sometimes like even more important because they keep you on that path. Do you have any like small, like little victories for yourself that like really have stuck with you to drive you through your career up to this point? That's so, that's such a lovely thought. Something that's actually, I don't, this kind of goes along with it, but something that's really cool is um, Kim Craven, who's our supervisor. She's the dance supervisor for cats. Mm -hmm. So like, when Andy's not in the building, she's in the building, you know, every day. She's teaching all the new people. She's, like, keeping up the show. Um, she was Twyla Tharp supervisor. Damn. Um, she hired me when I was a teenager for my first national tour in California. And literally, I was a senior in high school. And she hired me for my first job. And then 65 million years later, she hired me for my first Broadway show. That's so cool. That is so amazing. Yeah. yeah. On that note, should we play a game? Yeah! Yes! Can you flip a penny? Yeah, yeah. of okay. course. I mean, there's two sides to a penny. Whoa. Heads in the other side. <laughs> why do we call it tails? tails? I don't know. Has anyone ever wondered why we call it tails? It's the opposite of heads. I mean, it makes sense, but like, there's not a tail on the back. No. I so, guess like in the day when they called it heads and tails, you couldn't call it like heads and butt. Oh, <laughs> right. Know? But there's also not a butt on the back. I've there's looked. There's not a butt either. But I do. Get you don't want to say like heads are building. To wear an actual tail. So that's sometimes true. that's pretty funny to think about you do, too. You do. You do wear a tail for a living. For yeah, this. I wear a tail for a living. That's so weird, you guys. That's cool. And a, a unit is it a leotard or a full unitard? Oh, it is a unitard. It's unitard. It is a unitard. <laughs> it's a unit. All right, game master Kimberly, right, what guys, you got for us? Welcome to Broadway Debate Night. Yay! Oh. <laughs> Oh, I already know it's going to be <laughs> I know, and I am so ready. So, in front of me, I have a cup filled with the names of a few uh, either lesser known or maybe controversial shows like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. <laughs> do, they uh, all, do they all say Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? <laughs> I thought about it. There's it only one. Bride one, brother one, bride two, brother two. <laughs> but to make this better. Yes. Yeah. Um... Kevin, this yes. is how the first round is going to work. Okay. Kevin is going to pick a show from the cup. Okay. Brian and Sarah will be debating that show, and they will get to flip a coin whether they are pro or con oh. that show. Oh, I don't oh even... wait. So then we so we don't choose. The coin chooses. The coin, the coin chooses. chooses. No matter what your personal feelings, oh. like high school, like yeah. a high school debate. You guys, this is real. I also feel like this is the perfect moment to tell you that I was on the debate team in high school. Yes! I think this is a perfect moment to tell you that I, I wasn't. Right. Here's the kicker, though. Here's the kicker, though. We were at a competition, and um, the question was, um, does, uh, does money solve your problems? And the other team went first, and they, you know, gave their answer. And I was like, I got this. And I quoted money from Cabaret. Yes! yes! And won! 
Guys, money makes the world go round. It does. The world I go was round. Like, if the you world go to round. Be rich. Yeah, and if went on from there. To be rich, did you yeah. really? I did, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's what poetry. an eloquent woman!" I know, and I was like, "I know, I know." I just took all you don't know Canada Canada Canada. Canada. <laughs> I took it all. Took it all. I was like, "It just comes from so, here." You know, I don't know. I don't know where it comes 17 from. Seventeen in California. They didn't. All right, know. so I pick so a show. So you'll pick a show. Okay. What if I don't know what the show is? That's going to be the best part. <laughs> That's what I was going for. We have a good one to start with. What did we have? All right, so you two will be debating a Connecticut Yankee. Great. Cool. cool so let's cool. go ahead and flip. Kim, uh, Game Master Kimberly is going to flip the coin to find out who is on which side. Uh, would you? Sarah will go first. Okay. And heads will be four, and tails will be against. Against a Connecticut Yankee. Correct. Great. So we're just going to see which one she is. So Sarah is... This is Tails. So Sarah is against, against a, Connecticut a Connecticut Yankee. Yankee. And Brian is for. Okay. And I'm against it. Here's why Connecticut Yankee is not a good show. Timer starts. Connecticut. Who lives in Connecticut? <laughs> <laughs> Rich people live in Connecticut. You know what? My husband went to school in Connecticut. And I can tell you that I did not enjoy visiting him in Hartford. Um, Hedford or Hampshire? You no, know, no. I and and also, I mean, the Yankees—they they win everything, mm-hmm. and they don't need to win anything else. And what are they doing in Connecticut? Why are they? Why are they even there? Why are they even there? They're the New There's York. There's not a Connecticut baseball team. They are the New York Yankees. So why no. would they be in <laughs> Connecticut? Right. I mean. Uh, when you, you have 15 go, seconds. When you go to Connecticut, there's there's not even anything to do except for, you know, when you're driving there from New York, it's just a McDonald's and a gas station and another McDonald's and another gas station. So and then I, boats. There's just boats. Yeah, so I don't see any value in Connecticut or why the Yankees would want to go there. And that's time. Brian, a rebuttal? Con. Oh, wait. No, I'm rebuttal pro. I'm yeah, pro. Okay, you're pro. Great. So what I'd like to say about a Connecticut Yankee <laughs> is that... One, you actually made my point earlier where the Yankees win. And so why would you root against something that is always winning and great? So they put a great product out there, not only on the field, but on the stage. Now, (laughs) additionally, I I do want to say that the score is gorgeous. Um, There's a really strong story about this Connecticut Yankee. (laughs) And how he starts at point A and really, really works two acts to get to point B. Right. Um, I think that's really With beautiful. With a stop though. at the point, point A, point five. Yeah, you have to stop in the middle and just right. be like, let's let's uh, let's take a breather for, right. uh, for 15 minutes. <laughs> and and I, I really just think that taking all of this into account, um, Connecticut is just a setting. You know, yeah, it, it, it could be the, the, the Pennsylvania Yankee, or it could be the Ohio Yankee. It doesn't matter where it is. It's a universal story about a Connecticut Yankee and his horse. And that's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you guys, that made me sweat. Oh my god, would you like, would you like time for a rebuttal? No, I think there's nothing you can say after he brings in a horse. (laughs) The horse? I mean, I feel like I can't challenge a horse. What can you say about a horse? I didn't even know there was a horse. horse horse. We're going to move on to the next challenge, Brian versus Kevin. Sarah, if you'd like to pick the next one. How do we figure out who wins? Brian, I decided that you won, so you move on to the next round. There's a a horse. A horse is in. I mean, the the horse horse made us laugh. The horse won. I don't think either of them won. I think the horse won. That was just perfect timing that you said a horse, and then your time was up. This is a good one. I love it. Yes. Okay, what are we debating? Carrie. 
Oh, okay. Okay, so we have to figure out who's for and who's against. So right. heads is Kevin, for and tails would... again. So yeah. I'll go first. Tails. So I'm against Carrie. You're against Carrie. I'm okay. for Carrie. I got yes. it. So I start, or Kevin starts? I'll let Brian start. Brian, okay. you start. I think Carrie, when you're talking about musicals that make a lasting impression, Carrie is one of those. The idea that this musical, based on a fantastic Stephen King book as well as movie, um, really not only is able to transcend the mediums that it was originally in, but have a lasting impression on you. Um, when you think of Carrie, you think of that that pig's blood, and you think of that you know that re- that scary religion plot line, and you think to yourself. <laughs> This was this was really this was something else. It was this is a unique show, and even if you didn't like it, I'm not saying that it's a great show. Some people consider it a flop, if you will. Um, but I think that if you're gonna be a flop, dedicate yourself to flopping, which Carrie did. Are you sure you weren't on the debate team, I know. <laughs> Kevin? Okay. Against Carrie. All right. So I think that throughout history of musical theater, we have seen that creating shows that are based on horror or some kind of like intense, scary suspense has not worked. For example, like any kind of vampire musical just kind of fell through and did not really work out for anyone. So I feel like Carrie in the supernatural sense, when you create a show that's happening on stage with people that you can see and like special effects that have to happen in the theatrical kind of world, you're creating a space that's not really going to lend itself the way that CGI and movies do to like a more like intense experience. And so I feel like from the get-go, it's kind of not really having a like a good shot because you can't create the supernatural in a good way on stage. Um, I also think that it's fun to have a show that is like Carrie, that is like such a flop that it's like famous for being a flop. So like, let's just let it be a flop. I have a rebuttal to that. Yes. You have uh, 30 seconds. It's great. Kevin, you're the guy who loved American Psycho. I did. So don't tell me that horror doesn't work on stage or like thriller aspects of things. You're talking about special effects and things like that. The movie itself doesn't really have these CGI effects that you mentioned. The movie itself is done with practical effects. You can absolutely do that. Maybe if Carrie had a really sexy hot man in underwear the whole time, I would have been really into it. So it's kind of like... It's like when you take one show and there's a hot guy in underwear and you take one show and there's like a teenager in, in pig's blood. blood, I would choose the hot guy. So maybe if they had a hot guy naked, I would watch the show. Touche. All right, Kevin wins. <laughs> <laughs> really, the hot guy in the underwear wins. Would Thank you, like Benjamin Walker. our winner? How about me and Kevin? Let's do it. Or okay. Brian, you pick one. Round three. Here's a, here's a penny. Okay, round three is another lady... With one name. Okay. Rebecca. (laughs) So, Kimberly, we're going to flip the coin for you. Heads. Again, heads is pro-Rebecca. Tails is con-Rebecca. But, Kimberly, you are (laughs) pro-Rebecca. So, um, we're going to start your time now. You know, Rebecca really just goes to show Uh everyone roots for an underdog. Okay. And Rebecca was having the best time of her life. And she got shut down. And so, <laughs> what that means 
<laughs> they just need to let Rebecca live. Because I don't know what it's about. And I would like to know what it's about. Great. Even though I can read the book, but I won't. Um, also, the artwork for Rebecca, which is all that anyone can um, really, say, really say about it, was really stellar. It told you what it was about. It was about Rebecca. And I think the clarity of the marketing is really... Um, what makes or breaks a good show? Great. Um, oh, <laughs> Becky, Becky, Becky. <laughs> all right. I think, I think um, first of all, Rebecca should learn that a couple years earlier, there was a friend of hers named Jane Eyre, which also was a woman going to a very expensive place and falling in love with a man who had lots of secrets in his mansion house. Is that what it's about? Kind of, secrets. yeah. <laughs> but they chose to set it in this like random ass estate, but it was in Mandalay. So really, it's just about a setting. If they like, their art is great, and Sarah Bogus was on point. But like, she just point. Yeah, the whole show she was on point. She was literally a musical on point. And so, I mean, that's all you need is Sarah Bogus on point, and Rebecca can live again. But until then, no one, Rebecca. And that's your time. Kevin Kevin wins Rebecca. I win Rebecca. Rebecca. Thanks, right. Becky. So, um, the Baxter. Who do you, and now we'll... Should uh, you do... He, well, he should go with um, yeah, one Sarah last round. Should we do a debate? We're doing yeah. a debate. I'm kind of scared of you, though. Don't be scared of me. <laughs> I did cats and had tequila. I can't hold... I, can't, <laughs> I probably couldn't stand but up But you also ate McDonald's, which gives you an extra edge. How dare you? <laughs> seven brides for seven brothers. Okay. We're going to need... The coin. You know what? Actually, I think we should switch it up, and I think Sarah and I should be pro. And I think oh, that Brian actually, Kimmich because should be Because here's the thing, because I feel like we're both very passionate about it. Because this. we're very okay. serious. Yeah, so, I take this seriously. So, and unlike been, Brian, I have seen like the entire thing. This has been like a majority of my career. That's true. We've only seen the You've last seen 10 minutes. You've seen 12 minutes. That's all you need. It only You've takes only a moment. You've only seen the last 10 minutes of it? Yeah. yeah. That's all you need. It's like a On basketball game. On stage or the movie? The, the movie. movie. The movie. We just happened oh, upon it. Oh, the, that's oh. what I'm saying. Okay, so Sarah and I will go first okay, for the pro, okay. and I would like to let Sarah take the first 30 seconds. And okay. go. Okay, so the thing about the show is I, I cannot speak for the original show. I can only speak for the revival that I have literally been doing since 2000. Five, um, And I think the thing with the show, the reason it gets a bad rap is because the original show, yes, was completely like the man steals the women and yada, yada, yada. However, um, if it is seen in a different light, it has to be under the right choreographer and the right direction. And what has not been seen is the version of the show that I have been doing for the last, you know, 12 years is... It has four new songs. They took out A Woman Doesn't Know Her Place. They took out everything that was anti that, and they flipped it to literally be like the girls actually like the boys. So it has nothing to actually do with that anymore. Um, I think that they made Millie such a strong character in this new one, and it actually displays the fact that she stands up to Adam and makes the boys go live in the barn, and the girls are the ones that then convince her to let them date the boys, and it is a completely different it seemed completely okay, differently. I give you the whole minute. Kevin, you have a minute. That's okay. Now. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I, I was go, piggybacking off what my brilliant partner just said. I, I think that the show gets a bad rap because people look at it conceptually and don't look at actually the heart and the book of the show itself. And if you pay attention, it is one of the shows that took a idea that was maybe archaic and maybe like putting women into a certain box and it flips literally. it on its head in which the women are actually in control. In and I literally, fl I literally on flipped stage. on my head and was shoved into a barrel. So 
But like I, the men are actually, while we're looking at this and seeing the men are in the control because they're doing the actions, the women are controlling the emotion of the entire piece. 100%. And I think that that is actually, like, and they, in the show, trap the men and prove to them that emotion is actually stronger than head, like, headstrong action. And I think that's what actually is the magic of the show is you find out that love is stronger than just doing things. Is actually, like, feeling things and making things happen. Okay, your time is up. This is ridiculous. Uh, I would like to start with, if you're flipping it on its head, um, then what instead we're teaching is that emotional manipulation is an accurate way to behave in relationships by just manipulating your partner into doing whatever you want and then also kidnapping them. Brian. If somebody kidnapped me for love, I would be so moved. (laughs) This is not your time. So what I'd like to point out that you guys are talking about the actual you know, the revival, the changes of everything. But, like, the actual, like, original substance is Stockholm Syndrome told in a nice way. And that's ridiculous. And I would also yeah. venture to say that, like, Beauty and the Beast is Stockholm Syndrome as well, but that's a whole nother story. Correct. However, this is, like, super Stockholm Syndrome because there's no fantasy element and in this. And it's also time seven. Also, yeah. you said man steals woman, yada, yada, yada. Don't just skip over the yada, yada, yada. <laughs> like, but is the, it also Stockholm Syndrome if the guys are hot? Yes. yes! Is it though? It's probably like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen. They, I mean... steal, they steal these women. They steal them. And then, these and then w- the women get so bored that they're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's date them. Yeah, but first, let's dance on logs. If those suitors liked it, then they should have put a ring on it. That's all I'm saying. What and I'm none saying of them did, so the brothers The brothers are in. so much hotter. And then we're like, oh, date me, date me, love me. And then and all they're those like, brothers... oh, that's how I do it. And then we're like, no, you can't kidnap me. Oh, crap, there's an avalanche. I don't, we don't like any of you. Go away. And then they become really sweet to right. us. And then they're like, we love you, and look how hot I am. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. And and these brothers all also... It's just no, no, but you're also it's just people tricking people The brothers are also named off the Bible in alphabetical order. So obviously they have a good upbringing. I mean, have you seen their beards? Oh my God. They have beards? The suitors don't, but the brothers brothers do. I think when it comes down to it, it is a musical. Have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) What it probably comes down to is like, Brian and I should probably go seek out a production of the revival and go see it. Before we play our next game, what's your favorite musical? I have a couple favorite. I have, I have, I have. Maybe, maybe I'll split the difference. I have okay. two favorites. I think Hello Dolly and Cabaret, um, but they're so different. Right. Yes. They're so different, and I love elements of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I have one more question before we jump into the game. Yeah. This is coming off the piggybacking off of the recent announcement. They are turning uh, Pretty Woman into a musical with Samantha yes. Barks. If I you could her. take one movie and turn it into a musical mm. for a star vehicle for you. Yep. What would that movie be? I, I don't even have to think. Like, oh. I, there are two off the top of my head, but I'm trying to decide which one to go with. So, what would your two? You can say two. I can I say two? Of course, of course. Um, my first one would be um, A League of Their Own. Oh. Yes. yes. Now, who would you be? Would you be Kit? Or? I would be Kit. Yeah. I would be. Yeah, I would be Kit. Look at her. I would be Kit. In my heart, I would want to be Madonna, but I know that there's. That's what I was gonna say. Would yeah. you be Madonna? But, no, Madonna's gonna play Madonna. She totally is. That's yeah, yeah. why I'm already stepping down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. I know. But I know better. But Kit's gonna get the good song about liking the high ones. Yeah, she is. She's oh gonna, my god. She's gonna be so scrappy, but she, also she's gonna also, be young, scrappy. I want and League of Their Own. I want it to be directed and choreographed by Patty Colombo, and mm. there will never be any number better. I just, I just picture it would be amazing. But Kit would also have a number at the beginning, be like, "Why don't you take me to?" Bum, bum. 
I can milk a cow. I can butt no, a ball. No, this would not happen at all. That's yes, beautiful. I, we should just hire you. You should just do it. <laughs> I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Brian writes and musicals. She doesn't, mean, she doesn't mean write it. She means Brian should just do a one-man one legal man of their own. Their own. The Marla Vooch song. <laughs> what a looker. That would be what it's called. And it would just be her singing. Yeah. Yeah. What a looker. Yeah. Or caught um, looking. And, so, and then like the soul <laughs> of the woman who can't you read. read. Oh, I, I mean, you guys. Oh, so, it be writes epic. itself. It's so, so good. good. It's it's so good. The song, so Go good. Piss on Your Red Hat. Oh. Would be so Go Piss on Your Red Hat. It would have to be directed and choreographed by a woman. That would, that would, be, that would be my, only, my only rules. My no only crying rules. in baseball. Does that end act one or open act two? Act one would have to, like, they would have to change the story a little bit to make it be like, act one ends when like Dottie thinks she's leaving the, like the, the When they get separated. Yeah, when like they when, get separated, when, when like, Kit goes to the other team. When she gets traded, but then Kit says the, she's being Of cool. Kit getting traded. Kit, and yeah, 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 that would be what yeah, the yeah. act one would be. So the Tony's performance starts with the giant <laughs> baseball number where right. all the girls are dancing slash playing baseball. Yeah, yeah. And then it fades into Dottie's soliloquy. Do they keep the, the yeah. we are the members of? Yeah. Yes, 100%. That, right? That, look at me, I got goosebumps now. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's, that is, that's my. That's literally the prologue of the Everyone ever stands up. And it's like um, ghostly. Yeah, it's like, it's right. not, they're not even on stage right. yeah, at the beginning. It's just oh. like it's almost like the like ghosts. like like, 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 an like when the lightness psycho? people like, come back when they're dead and they're like walking <laughs> yeah. behind you. Yeah. Yes. And the tale of sweet. It's like yeah, yeah it's we, epic. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, and so my my other one is oh like that one is like big Broadway. Yeah. The other one that I that I would just I would die is I want Drop Dead Gorgeous to be a musical. Mm. Yes. Why Seriously, that would be yet? would you be the Amy Adams part? Thank you for saying that. No, I think I would be Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that would yeah, be a good right? part for you. Right? I just, you guys, that movie, and people don't know it now these days. Like, I, I just think it's so, it's so funny. It's brilliant. It's so funny. Yeah. Did you also know that the movie was choreographed by Jerry Mitchell? No. No, I no. didn't. Really? Yep. So somebody taught Jerry that. Mitchell to get on the phone and make this happen. You guys, He's anybody busy. who hasn't seen it, find, find, <laughs> Sarah drop is dead interested. So starting, interested in starting January 2018, Sarah is ready. Those, those sure. are, those are two epically Gosh. good choices. For you, thank you. I'm so glad you. That's a really good. Really, I'm really impressed. Yeah, but you know, like we didn't expect the good answers from you. And rocks around like a cat. She can't. And talk. she's not even in cats. We've been lying to you the whole time. <laughs> she just shows up to the Neil Simon in costume every day. With my rope rehearsal tail. I'm like, is it time? <laughs> no, so, no. should we do, Kimberly, do we have a closing out game? We're going to play Stunt Cats. Oh, this is a new game. This is a new game for stunts and cats. Mm. Oh, of course. Yes. I need from each of you two of your favorite guilty pleasure celebrities. Okay. Oh, out loud? Yeah. Oh. So that we don't have any doubles. Oh, Amanda Bynes and Miley oh. Cyrus. Okay. Nene Leakes. Who's, I don't know who that is. She's from uh, uh, Desperate, or the Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, is, which one is she? She has like the short hair. She was on Broadway in Cinderella. Is she the one who sings uh, Tardy for the Party? No. Oh, okay. No, but she's fantastic as well. Great. Um... And my other guilty pleasure celebrity would be Simon Cowell. I'm going to piggyback on that and say a guilty pleasure celebrity would have to be Paula Abdul. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Paula Abdul. And... And the cat she dances with. 
<laughs> yes, you guys. Do you remember, like, as kids, as kids though, would be like, "Why was that cartoon cat hot? Is that weird?" <laughs> no, I thought that Am I just too. admitting something? Thank you. Like, there was something really hot about that cartoon cat. I was into it. That's weird. Oh. Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding's <gasps> a great one. Ooh, that's a great one. Love Tanya Harding. That's a great one. I mean, I don't, I love that. Just everything surrounding her just fascinates me. <laughs> okay, so basically, I'm just gonna put these in the middle and we're gonna stunt cast cats. And. Ooh, Cats the Musical? Yes, Cats the Musical. Like I said, Cats the Musical. Is there, is there another one? <laughs> you know. With these people? With these people. I don't know if we were so stunt like we'll casting. So, we'll say which like, cat they would be? All right. Ooh, Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding, I think. Um, oh, Tanya, Tanya Harding is straight up Demeter. Mm-hmm. She's totally Demeter. She's like, like the jealous one that was supposed to be her year and then it wasn't. No, Demeter is the, is the Stockholm Syndrome cat. She's, she's the, the one that, that got... she was like kidnapped by McCavity and she's like really twitchy and she's like, I like him, but I don't, but I don't understand my feelings. And it's like super like angsty and twitchy. And that's straight. That's Tanya Harding. That's We're like, Harding. they're doing the number together, but at any moment she could totally take a lead pipe to bomb Ballerina and like take over the number. 100%. You know what I mean? Yep. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Kimberly, what is your kitty's name? Nanny Leaks. Yes. yes. Which one is Nanny Leaks? I think she's Grizabella. Okay. Why? Why so? Because I feel like she's gonna need a lot of time, like off stage, to just like hang out in her star dressing room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and just like show up with like the least amount of cat face makeup. Right. In like just like a big oversized what looks like a very comfy sweater. I, I could go with that. I think that's pretty straightforward. That's, that's, that's right there. Can I give you a rebuttal in that? Yes. Oh, I feel like debate night. I feel like Nene Leaks would be Buster for Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh my god, yes! Who <laughs> literally rolls out and is like, hey booze, everybody loves me, here's my number. Okay, bye. <laughs> So I, I have forget about Buster for Joe. Many do. I have the, I have the sexy S- Simon Cowell. Considering it's the number I sing in the show, I understand. <laughs> Simon Cowell. So I would say Simon Cowell is uh, Gus, the theater cat, because I think he kind of like is very, like Gus seems to kind of like think very highly of his past days. And I think that Simon is very like, impressed with himself. And Gus is one of the th- few cats that I know from cats. So that is my answer for Simon Cowell. That's great. I really like that. All right, Brian. Too. Amanda Bynes. Ooh, which uh, one's the train wreck cat? I, this Kimball Chase. Just change the words a little. Just a little. We could rewrite Skimbleshanks to I be think the she's train. The, 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 yeah, the train wreck cat. Instead of the railway, the railway cat, cat, the train, train, train wreck cat. cat. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, but that, she someone does make that it, video. But she does the, the song, it's all of her Amanda show characters. So like, she's the judge, and then she's like all of that. Can all the men... She's all that, literally. She's all, all that. All that. that. Ah. Can her, can her two male co-stars from she's, uh, she's the Man also show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, who picks next? Last one. Let's do group effort okay. for Paula Abdul. Oh. Oh, she's. Paula Abdul is Rum Tum Tugger. Oh. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Who are we kidding? Hundred percent. She's the one with like, the off the oh, collar. She's got like the collar. She she's already like, owns this that is outfit. My number. 
she like does whatever the hell she wants. That outfit is in her closet. <laughs> she is in my head right now and has to have. She does whatever the hell she wants. We all like love her and laugh at her at the same time. Like yep. it's it's perfect. Literally, people defend her for happen. everything, but at the same time make fun of her at the same like it's like in one breath because she's like oh she's a magical she's an icon but she's also so fun to be like crazy you know what, know what a word I would describe her as what jellical oh, <laughs> oh dear oh uh, no no <laughs> no and we have one no. more left the last one is Miley Cyrus huh well she can't stop and won't stop so um <laughs> we should probably make her Miley would maybe be what are the two that are like the Mungo Jerry and Mungo. She's both of them. So she's Hannah Montana and she's. (laughs) (laughs) She's the best of both worlds. I am dead. It's a party in the uh, the heavy side. Oh my god. And then like Toxic Avengers style. Yeah. Um, she is Mungo Jerry yeah, yeah. split down well, the middle comes in, or like, like the confrontation from Jekyll and Hyde like she's doing yeah. like, she, she doesn't she, even have to do double cartwheels she just does cartwheels yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she comes in like a wrecking ball I think that number will satisfy would you call that a wrecking jellical ball <laughs> oh! yes oh. Oh. <laughs> mic drop Wow, I'm out of breath. I think that I, I, we can't say anymore. Like a no, that's all we have left. Oh my god! You guys, maybe we'll extend a week if we get Miley Cyrus to come to <laughs> <laughs> Just a week, though. She can't commit tomorrow. Well, no, no, just a week. I, I think that ends our episode. I think it does too. My Damn. Damn. All I want is Paula Abdul in the uh, Rumtum Tucker outfit just every day of her life. I'm sure you could look her up online and find it. She probably has she it. Probably must have a that's like what you're that. saying. It's in her yeah. closet. Like yeah. she has that. Don't forget. You can follow Sarah at Sarah M. Jenkins. Um, you can also see her in Cats. You can get tickets wherever you can get tickets for Cats. Um, <laughs> no, but there's a lottery, which um, I've won. It's, it's I've won like as The well. lottery is actually spectacular. It's really yeah, but uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Of course. Um, don't forget, you can follow us at Broadwasted on Twitter, on Oh my gosh. Tequila. Instagram and on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry You're I welcome. picked tequila. And on our brand new YouTube channel. Yes, there's a lot of cool content there. Um, Kimberly's working really hard to make sure that you like it. Woo-hoo. And and you yes. will. Also, don't forget, the Prince of Broadway Review Review is where you, the listener, goes to iTunes um, and writes us a punny five-star review. Five star, please. Should we read one now? Oh, yeah. All right, so this right, is this is gonna... the first of our Prince of Broadwasted review reviews read by the incredibly talented Sarah. In the crush of Broadway podcasts on iTunes, Broadwasted is a diamond in the rough with a thoroughly modern concept specifically designed for the newest generation of Broadway lovers. And I am telling you, it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more used to the Boston theater scene, but listening to hosts Kevin, Bryan, and Kimberly get the bright stars on Broadway trashed is wicked awesome. (laughs) Seriously, the first time I heard this podcast, my world turned upside down. (laughs) The concept is simple. Each week, Game Master and babysitter, Kimberly creates worlds of pure imagination through her original Broadway-based drinking games. No one's gloomy or complaining, (laughs) while Kevin and Brian are entertaining the guest 
with their drunken antics. You ain't never had a friend of the show like Jenna Uskowitz, Jeremy Jordan, or Michael Mott. But they do. (laughs) (laughs) And by getting to know all about the guests through drinking games, we get hundreds of stories we never, 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 we never would have gotten sober. And they are all beautiful. If I had my time again, I would spend it re-listening to each episode for forever. That's dark. (laughs) Where did you go? Look, look. All I ask of you is that if you're an NYC local or you come from away, give this podcast a listen. And Kevin, Brian, and Kimberly, if you're reading this, you're the kings of New York, the princes and princesses of Broadway. Sincerely, me. Um, that is from Liz Alps. Can I be Alps. a princess of Broadway? Yeah. You can be the princess, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Uh, that is from Liz Alps, a listener of the show, a fan of the show. Uh, Liz Alpert, thank you so much for that. That is... That puts me to shame. That was amazing. That was, that was way better. Yeah. I'm going to use that for my voiceover reel. Uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> you ran the gamut of yeah. emotion. Well, we end every episode with a quote. We do. And today's quote is, wherever you may be, we ain't met yet, but I'm willing to bet you're the gal for me. Bless your beautiful hide. You're <gasps> just as good as lost. Good for you, Brian. No, this is a terrible lyric. Bless <laughs> your beautiful hide. This is from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. It's, does he want to fall in love with a horse? Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's just it saying, makes me want to fall in love with a Connecticut Yankee. It's just saying that women are property. <laughs> that's all it's saying. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's something that we all know. <laughs> This is a note. song that Sarah and I did not mention in our pro We did not. We did not mention Bless Your Beautiful High. <laughs> that's, um, that's the title of the song? Although, listen, if anybody wants to give you a compliment like that, who's going to say no? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what if that was my opening line on Tinder? Like, hey, girl, bless your bless beautiful, your beautiful high. high. <laughs> <laughs> Please try it right now. Yeah. Well, somebody once said to me, I love your chipmunk cheeks. Excuse so, me? Yeah, that was their opener. So I would really have preferred Bless Your Beautiful Hide. That's all I'm saying. You know? A compliment is a compliment. It's true. I was like, thank you for joining us on that note. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us as we end every episode. Zoo-doo-wop-bump. Cheers. 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 Go Cheers. see cats. Meow. Yes. Meow. 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 Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 